I don't know what that's going to sound like. The intro? No, though it's my position. Everyone, I'm Ryan. Oh, and I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Home, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Look at my shoes. Cool shoe racks, Steve. My shoes. We're doing this live. Forget practice. We're doing it live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, Did you just combine two yeah. old school like viral videos into yeah. one? <laughs> playoffs. Uh, should we Talking jump about playoffs? straight into an ad? Yeah. What's this first ad? This is the, I, I named it the fish tank guitar. It was sent to us by Justin oh, Zach. Yeah. I, I don't have the uh, the write up for it. I'm sure you've got it sitting in front of you. Well, so the thing is, is I don't know what any of this is, so I both have to take notes and pull up the ad at the same time. <laughs> I, I remember when this was sent in. Uh, beautiful hand carved electric guitar, Telecaster neck pickup, and humbucker bridge, um, volume, tone, and three way pickup selection. Perfectly set up and intonated. Cash only pickup in Greenwood, Indiana. It does not say what this is trying to be, but I guess it looks like water. It looks like a, an aquarium accessory to me. Like you throw this in a fish tank and, and your fish can swim around in it. It looks like oh, coral. Oh, because it's got the holes. Yeah, it's got the holes in it. Like it looks a, like, it's it's like, like a, a coral. coral reef. It's a guitar coral are we doing an all meme episode? <laughs> Dad, uh, all no. memes all the time. <laughs> all meme episode. Uh, the the example photo. Where doesn't did you have find this picture? It. it was Where posted did you on find the this picture group. of somebody playing it. Oops. That was oh, okay. Uh, it's the that was picture. in the ad. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was in the ad. I didn't get that for far. It. Yeah, I've got two well, it's good slides to know for that it. It's good to know somebody thinks it's playable. Yeah, it had strings on it at one point. It doesn't have strings in one of these pictures. The other one it does. That Steve, one's got you strings. got a lamp. I don't have... I was going to get a lamp, and my wife was like, it's not going to look better with a lamp. Oh, okay, for the listeners like, at no, home, the podcast listeners, we just have to say we're doing this live. We're doing a live stream to YouTube and Facebook right now. And uh, so we might engage with uh, the comment section off to the side every now and then. And we'll try our best to say what's going on when that's happening. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, I, was there any price on this? I should have given myself the full ad so I could see everything. Uh, this is $850. That's not too crazy for a very specific look that looks like the execution is fine. Yeah, this actually looks surprisingly uh, smooth. Yeah, that that photo is a photo of someone playing it on a real stage with a real band, I'm assuming. So it was used somewhat professionally at some point. Somewhat hobbyist, but not a bedroom warrior. To me this it doesn't was used before before these times. To me this doesn't look like a hobby build. It looks like someone who knew what they were doing with woodworking built this. Like it looks pretty slick. Yeah. How what, like if okay if you get this what kind of band do you need to be in? Fish. <laughs> Fish. 
fish fish cover band. Fish. <laughs> I don't know, something tropical, uh, a, a Jimmy Buffett themed uh, fish cover band. I don't know. <laughs> you just need something with water. Yeah, something kind of tropical, something kind of uh, you know islandish. And then if you, uh, play the, if you play this guitar, your band can you 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 can't be a cover band unless you're covering. The only song you're allowed to cover is TLC's Waterfalls. Look at this. I can zoom in. I was trying oh my to gosh. figure out the uh, the pattern on the pickguard. Is still I think it's just random shapes. What this? Well, I think it's I think it's supposed to still be kind of carrying over the motif of the body. Yeah, it it might seem kind of dumb, but I feel like what this needs is it needs like a little like fish hanging out, like a little like a little <laughs> Nemo. A- just a little eel. Finding Nemo sticking out right there. Like, oh, hello. I'm a fish. Yeah, like an eel head or something like that. Yeah. Maybe a barnacle or two. You just need to slap a dory sticker on it, and then every time you miss a chord, you're just like, I don't know. Yeah, I forgot. Dory. Forgot. I don't know. 800 bucks, would you buy it if you were in a fish-themed band? No. Well, actually, I was thinking what you need this for, Ryan, is you need to buy this... Whoops. For any future modulation pedals, because uh, it's going to help you get that, uh, d- really dial in that wet sound. Oh, yeah, that wet, wet sound. Yeah, yeah. it's going to sound real wet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any cool comments from the peanut gallery over here? Get off Someone said it looks this. like intestines. It does. You know, you paint that pink, and all of a sudden it works with your horror theme band that that skin guitar was in. Yeah. You know what? That would be kind of cool. Is- like the same, I w- I would hire the same person that built this thing to build an intestine guitar that just looked like a bunch of coiled up intestines. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. They need a. They can definitely partner up. The skin guitar guy, this guy, skin plus maybe uh, a dr- those dragon guitar guys. We just got a super chat. Yeah, why is my fret level midnight account banned? Um, no one knows. No idea, um, dude. Thanks for the five bucks, though, Travis. Here, let me Fret see. Fret Level Midnight is a fun name, though. Let's not freaking do, like, unbanning business in the middle of a podcast, Steve. Like, don't go dive into the the guts of YouTube to figure that out. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know where that is on YouTube. Yeah, me um, either. You, you got anything else on this, though, man? No, I I just think it looks, looks kind of cool. I, if, it's a, if it's a quality build... Like, if it's a decent, playable guitar, I think it's probably worth it if that's, you know, the theme that you need. Um, but that's super niche, you know. Like, no one's no one's searching eBay like, man, where's all the coral-themed guitars for my fret-level fret mid- fish tank style fish cover band? Yeah, fret-level midnight's back in business. There you go. You did I it, Steve. It. <laughs> $5 problem fixer over here. <laughs> there we go. We did uh we did spend twenty five dollars today uh getting the upgraded version of the software oh, yeah. that's allowing us to do this live stream. So the super chats do help. <laughs> yeah. Uh he says I don't, I don't have anything else. I like the aquarium idea, but you know, this just seems really overall just impractical. You know what? Like I, I just if you've got this is a man cave situation. 
If right. you've got a man cave with a gigantic fish tank in it, that's your thing. You see this, and you're like, oh, hell, I don't even care how much it costs. I need this hanging next to my fish tank <laughs> in in my man cave. Maybe even put it you in really the fish, fish tank. You got lots of people love fish. You know, the people who have those big fish tanks, you think they hate fish. They love fish. It takes a lot of time and yeah. money uh, to make those giant fish tanks work. I don't know, though, man. If you love fish, shouldn't you let the fish go? I mean, if you love something, you let it go, right? And if it comes back to you, then... Maybe they have. Maybe it, they let all their fish go yeah. out in the ocean, and the fish immediately swam back. And like, no, we know how good we have it. Also, you've released us in the wrong water. We're far away from the tropics. You've released us <laughs> in Oregon. We're all going to die, and they'll just swim right back to you, right into your loving arms. I used to know a family that had a gigantic fish tank. In their yeah. uh, and it like filled up like an entire wall in their kitchen, which is huge. It's like, you know like eight feet wide, right? And you remember when you moved into your house and it came with a giant fish tank? Yeah, but that was not anywhere near as big. And this this family with this giant fish tank, like they're in the the, the linen closet in their house, where normally there'd be a washer and dryer and shelves above it to you know hold towels and everything like that. Uh, they had that in, that entire part of the house converted into where all the pumps and filters and stuff was it you know it took over their entire life this fish tank hobby oh doug king got it right um the what you need this for is an aqua cover band ah (laughs) i only know one aqua song nice for better or worse so uh what's new steve What's new? Oh, I'm going to do my what's new first? I could do mine first. I don't care. Because mine's uh, mine's long. Mine's a story. All right. I will do mine uh, first. Story. What's your what's new, Ryan? So what's a, while, new? a while back, uh, someone hit us up, a uh, pickup builder, uh, Zangbucker. How do we uh, figure I think, out? I think it's like Zhang, Zhangbucker or Zhangbucker. It, it rhymes with long. It's spelled Zangbucker, which I think is yeah. a more fun way to say it. Uh, wrote like, hey, uh, if you ever want pickups, let me know. Uh, and I will send you stuff, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, that sounds cool. And yeah. I thought about it a while, and I realized I've always wanted a different set of pickups for Pure Salem Classic Creep here. Uh, the mm-hmm. pickups that came with are just too hot. They're too hot for me. They they test uh, 13K on both of them. I wow. went around and tested, which I know isn't you know the most insane output ever. There's pickups that are in 17 and up and stuff like that. Uh, but I went and tested the pickups and guitars that I really like, and they're all around like seven and eight k. <laughs> so he's going to make me a set of uh, pickups for this thing, and I was thinking about it, and I I also am not super fond of this style Wilkinson bridge on here. It floats, mm-hmm. which a lot of people like, but I like one that rests against the body, and I'm not able to drop this back and rest against the body. Uh, right, because the saddles can't be raised up. There's there's just micro adjustment on the saddles to compensate for string radius, for fretboard radius, and so I ordered a different Wilkinson bridge, and that you showed already? up today. I have, oh, cool. yeah, it showed up. Uh, it's a much more traditional Strat style Wilkinson bridge, and the posts line up perfectly with nice. what's already on there. I don't know if I'll need to swap out the posts. It did come with. You know, all the hardware and everything like that. So I'm excited for when those pickups show up eventually to drop this thing in there and uh, hopefully make that guitar 
more playable to my style, you know, how I yeah. like the guitar to feel. Because I love the yeah. look. I actually like the way the neck plays and everything like that. It's a fun guitar. I just want to dial it in, you know? Right. So what's new with you, man? Uh, so I'm finishing my story from last week. Oh, or um, update so on your I... on your boom arms? No, oh, no, no, no. Oh, a different I story. I, I think I talked about this. Yeah, I did talk about this. Uh, so I um, I sent an email to the, or I sent a message, I think, before we recorded to the Gibson bass dude. Oh, and, what happened? Uh, and he hit me up Friday night, and he's like, he's like, uh, oh, yeah, I think the dude flaked. Because I guess the guy was supposed to meet him at like 7 p.m., and he messaged me at like 8.30, and he's like, oh, I think the guy flaked, so uh, let's figure something out. Damn. And then five minutes later, he's like, oh, dude's 15 minutes out. So uh, sorry. He's like, oh, you know, cool for you. Like, glad you got to sell it. Like, bummer for me. Whatever, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, and then he messages me back like a half hour later, and he's like, he's like, yeah, uh, I, I don't remember what he said, but basically like uh, the dude, it didn't work out. I was like, okay, cool. So I came down, or on Saturday I went down and uh, picked it up. So, oh, okay, I'm on the edge of my seat over here, wondering like, did he get it? I it's see it's this in thing. a GNL case, which is kind of, I don't know, it's kind of <laughs> weird. I'm gonna actually put it into the music area case that I have. Uh huh. And I'll put my uh, my other bass in there, my Yamaha bass. But uh, yeah, check this out. Nice, I'll dude. Put it in front of the microphone so I can't. Uh, can't see what's going on. So it's got like a, it's got a scratch in the back. Uh, you can't really see it because of the because I can't figure out how to use a freaking camera. But there's a scratch right here. <laughs> there's a couple dings in the front, but actually, you know, that's one of the things that's really cool about these is the finish is really thin. Uh huh. So it'll kind of wear um, in nice. So it kind of wears in real easily. It's kind of like that uh that super thin poly on the yeah. On the, on the Titan, Titan. but yeah. actually, I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't even know if this is poly or not. It's so thin, like you can't. It doesn't feel like anything. Again, you can actually like Gibbs, feel. You that, can feel the grain through it. That Gibson is so fender; it hurts. <laughs> the action on this thing is like pretty high. I haven't really messed around with it at all. I probably won't until I throw some get some uh, fresh strings to throw on it. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, I get down there, and we've talked about this before on the show. Oh, here we go. What happened? This is uh this is lessons learned from from the, from the show is uh you know, figure out your if if you like whether it's Facebook, Craigslist, whatever. I I got this through Facebook Marketplace. Um figure out like unless you unless you agree to different terms of payment, expect to pay in cash. Yeah. Uh, I guess the guy drove down from Long Beach, so like two hour drive, two and, he two didn't and a half hour have drive. Cash? And he gets there, and he's like, "Oh, cool, cool base." Da, 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 da. Um, uh, you take you take Venmo, <laughs> and he's like, and I talking to the guy, he's like, "Yeah," he's like, "I'm not gonna take Venmo from some random dude from Long Beach. Like, I don't know this guy." Yeah, and Venmo, as far as far as I know, is like a is a pretty safe, um, pretty safe method of payment. But like, still, again, like if you don't know, yeah, if you're not familiar um, with it, like if you're not going to download yeah. an app, like if you haven't used it before, and be like, oh yeah, I'll just accept money through this. Um, no, you're, yeah. if you're driving 
two hours hidden ATM. They're all over the place. Like I right, bought. That, and, and, and I that's bought, the other thing I didn't understand is like, why didn't you? Why didn't you just go to ATM? He probably stopped for gas. Why did not go in the Seven <laughs> Eleven? Yeah, you're going to pay three bucks to the ATM fee or whatever. But just yeah. get your cash that way. I had to go. I had to use two different accounts to get all the cash <laughs> because uh, PayPal well, has, a, that. has a limitation, which I, I didn't realize. But whatever worked yeah. out. Uh, cool. I I bought something. Uh, should I spoil it? Because I'm gonna put the video out tomorrow. Um, that's up to you. I'll spoil it for everyone that's watching live here. Uh, I w- I was driving around with the family on Sunday, I think. And right. um, oh, I've got two other things from that I can talk about. Uh, I've got a lot of what's next. Oh, yeah. Um, and we were just driving around up and down the coast, just trying to be out of the house, like get the kids to fall asleep in the car sort of thing. Uh, right. We did, uh, you know, curb order burritos. I'm sitting there and I see this guitar pop up on, uh, on what is it? Uh, shoot. I was, it off, was it Offer Up? Offer Up. On Offer Up. And I screen grabbed it. I posted it to the group. I was like, oh, look at this funky thing. So everyone commented on it, and and I realized, oh, this is a hot thing, and I kind of mm-hmm. want it. I messaged the guy, and I went and picked it up. It's this mini Les Paul-style concept, and look at the neck pickup in this. That's a speaker. <laughs> this thing is a, it's a mini guitar with a built-in speaker. So we both bought uh, guitars. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, where the, where's the other things that I got? Just a sec. Oh yeah, I I already know what these are, but these these are fun. In the same little drive, there was we were driving through this neighborhood, and there was a box of free stuff on the side of the road. And this is like super not like quarantine friendly content here. <laughs> But uh, we parked next to it, and I took a peek, and I was like, hold on a second. What's, what's in there? I see this poking out. It's a realistic electronic reverb. I've always wanted to try one of these things. And underneath it, a Yamaha R100 reverb processor. So, Do, I, do either of them work? Uh, have, you tr- have you tested them? I tried to connect them to power this morning, and no dice. <laughs> So Are you sure it was the right power? It might not be. This one's got, you know, double A ah. slots in the back, so I'll try that. I, this this one's in pretty rough condition. It's missing the switch here and stuff. I have to, you know, manipulate it with a screwdriver. Uh, it did make like a static sound. Um, it might not just it might not be getting enough power through it might be, you know, like a different line level or something like that. Oh, gotcha. Uh, this thing just didn't do anything at all. Like Nothing happened when I uh, hmm. plugged it in and messed with the power button. So they could just both be trash, which is why they were on the side of the road. Um, but, I mean, this thing looks like it could have been a bunch of fun. It's got all these uh, reverb models printed on the top here. Um, oh, wow. Echo Hold Reflections. On, show me that. Show me that long uh, gate. Okay, that's a DC-12. What did you try to run, power it with? Um... Yeah, I was using the 12 volt out on a power brick that I have. Oh, okay. So it might not have been enough uh, amps or milliamps. It doesn't mm. say how many milliamps it wants, or it could have been reverse. 
Is is pedal power center positive or center negative? Uh, I would assume center I don't know. negative, but I don't really know. Yeah, I could have messed it up. Oh, you just got a super chat about your Gibson, Steve. A very dead horse says Ooh. your Gibson is nitro. Even the cheaper guitars with satin finishes are nitro. You should check out the new 2X cut Gibson bass. What was that guitar? Um, okay, cool. I, I, I had a feeling it was nitro because I, I don't know if Gibson even makes anything with poly. Um, but yeah, that's really cool to know. Yeah, that's um, true. The... The new version, so this is the older, like the 2015, actually this is, I think, the 2015, because it has the, um, is it 2015 or 2016, it has the 120th anniversary um, little thing on the... A quick rewind. I forgot the, about uh, that. The Yamaha Reverb is center positive, that's why it didn't work with my power. Oh. Hopefully I didn't fry it. Uh, it has the 120th anniversary inlay at the 12th fret. Oh, wow. So that's a cool thing. Um, but yeah, the, I've seen the newer version. So I, I, I've seen the the newer version of this bass, at least. I, I'm not as big of a fan. Um, I don't know if uh, there's also some, any other uh, double cut Gibson basses out there that they're currently running. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's where it is, I guess. And now we're dead in the water. I'm going to address that. <laughs> Everyone's commenting on your camera quality, Steve. I know my camera's not. It's just what came with the computer. Do we want to? Do we want to invest in a new camera for you, or do we want to just assume that quarantine will be over someday? Emily just keeps saying I need a lamp, or is that Andrew? I'm assuming it's Emily. Uh, I always assume it's Emily, which is cruel to Andrew. I'm talking about the get offset podcast let me see channel. is this any better see i don't feel like it gets any better no it's not going to be any better steve with my see, here's the thing guys you think steve needs a lamp but the reason i look good is because i've caught like three soft boxes surrounding me i have like commercial lighting like photo video lighting surrounding me right now which is why i look better also the camera I mean, i'm sure it better. could get better with the right lighting and like i said I, I thought about bringing a lamp up here it'd just be brighter it'd still look like crap it'd probably blow you out honestly yeah no which, um, which kind of sounds fun i don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right man you ready to keep moving yeah let's keep moving all right uh this next uh, ad is the sponsor oh the sponsorship watch this steve this is gonna be super slick oh boom so do we not need to say anything now that people can just look at it? <laughs> Everyone, this episode is brought to you by Chase Bliss Audio, maker of pedals more creative than you are. I'm holding two of them right now. Ooh, I've got the Thermae. Aren't you fancy? And I've got the Warped Vinyl. I don't have in my hand right now, on my table, uh, the looper, the blooper, uh, because it's on my pedal board. Because I was using it on Tuesday on my pedal board at a uh, secret thing that I did that's uh, going to sound like I was breaking quarantine. Don't get angry at me, but I went to a guitar shop. No one else was there. Oh. No one else was there, uh, but I spent a day at a guitar shop uh, just touching guitars, making loops, making demos, and uh, yeah, it was part of my rig for that. So expect to see content from that someday in the future, and please don't be angry at me. 
because I went somewhere. So, so did you go? Did you end up going there after hours? Or here's the thing: they're shut down. Oh, okay. Their their warehouse is open and they're shipping. I went to I went to Pit Bull Audio, um, yeah. or a friend friend of the show. I know, I know, but I'm telling the audience, Steve. Oh, okay. <laughs> friend of the show, Sean Hutchinson works there as a uh, you know the guitar tech. He was there. In between me and him okay. was a sheet of glass, so we didn't touch or breathe the same air. And I just got to hang, <laughs> I just got to hang out in a guitar shop all by myself and play everything that they had available and make videos. It was kind of like a miniature NAM, miniature TGU sort of thing. It was a lot of fun. So, anyways, right. yeah, back to the sponsorship. I took <laughs> the blooper with me, <laughs> and it was an awesome tool to have. Uh, I did the demo for that last week, and uh, I'm still thinking about it. I it's you know every now and then I do a demo where I go back and I watch it <laughs> like a bunch right. of times, and it makes me feel like some sort of sick in the head narcissist. But really, uh, I just had a lot of fun playing with it, and I was remembering that and revisiting oh, cool. that over and over again. So yeah, check out everything from Chase Bliss. I've also got the brothers here. I need to do a video where I run through with that because it's actually like a lot of fun. When the blue, when the brothers first came out, I tried it at, at Nam. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. I didn't like really get it. And now that I've got it here, I'm like, damn, that's a smooth dirt pedal. Yeah, oh, right. Make some good sounds. I heard somebody try to say that there's no overdrive on there. It's just a distortion and a fuzz. Uh, I mean, you stack those boost pedals. You've got to drive, buddy. You have got to drive cooking. And also, you know what? They're uh, they're their own unique voices of fuzz and uh, drive and distortion. It's it's labeled drive. It's not double distortion. That's what I said. Yeah, uh, there you could definitely get some drive tones out of it. It's not you know like two DS ones. <laughs> right, right. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, and you can mix them in parallel and series and do all kinds of you know all the all the you know dip switch bass stuff on the back and whatnot. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. So, anyways. Make it a wah. Make it a chorus. Yeah, it's a chorus, too. And it's a delay. It's not those things. It's one of the few Chase Bliss pedals that is not that thing. Uh, for pedals more creative than you are, check out Chase Bliss Audio. Yeah, maker, go to chaseblissaudio.com. Maker of chaseblissaudio.com, their own website. They made that. Yeah. <laughs> Big thanks to those guys. And so next up is open topic season? Yeah, it's or a topic. Ad? Do we got we a topic? Did you look at topics? topics? I did not look at the topics. I figured we would just kind of uh, engage with the commenters. Well, okay. Well, I guess we need a topic then. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, let's search for this. Super chats go to the top, obviously. Uh, uh, first topic is, uh, is the Silver Strand in Coronado closed? I believe it is because it is a state beach. Yeah. So I, I, I heard that. all state beaches are closed. I heard that they're going to be reopening a bunch of beaches i haven't read the news or anything like that but I'd, I'd like to take the family to the beach and jump in the water and then run back to the car and disinfect ourselves yeah know. so so the news early this morning was that uh all beaches in the state of california would be closed mm -hmm. um and then uh the governor around noon had a press conference and basically gave the giant middle finger to the orange County board of supervisors mm. and said, no, we're going to open Los Angeles. Like San Los Angeles can do what they want. San Diego can do what they want. Um, 
but Orange County, you're you're closed because you can't figure it out. <laughs> let's uh, let's find a guitar centered. Uh, how many small brands could go under if Guitar Center ever kicks the bucket? Big ear pedals. They were in the news. Someone posted an article yeah. a few days ago um, saying that you know there's debt collection coming for Guitar yeah, Center. Apparently, so uh, they're they're not just in debt, but they're like fa- they're failing to pay their loans all of a sudden or something. Yeah. Well, I've always heard that they've always been in a state of failing to pay. Various bills, right. but then I hear from other sources. No, they paid my bill just fine. So I don't. I don't know. Um, but uh, as far as how many small well, no, brands, I, I don't think it was paying the bills to the brands. I think it's like paying to like the, their, their banks and stuff. They're like capital. They're like venture capital or whatever owner. Yeah, I think when it comes to small brands that could go under, um, when you really think about it, almost all the brands sold in a guitar center are going to consider themselves small. Even if, right. you know, the smaller companies smaller than them consider them big. Like, I mean, you know, Wampler and Keeley sell in guitar center and in the pedal game. Yeah, they're big, but in, you know, the grand scheme of industry, American industry, global industry, whatever, like they're not big companies. Yeah, I think one of my problems is I'm just struggling to think of like what smaller companies there are. Um, And that's not, you know, that's like not good or bad. I, you know, I think it's going to maybe come down to what mom and pop distribution looks like for a lot of those places. And, and, um, but I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, companies like you mentioned, like the Keeleys and the Wamplers and, and, and any, you know, JHS, whatever, who, whoever's selling. Because, again, I, I'm not really sure who is and isn't. Yeah, I mean, I uh, mean, the there. Fenders and the Gibsons and, you know, the live sound speaker companies of the world and stuff like that. The Line Sixes, they're going to take a ding if something like that happens. But they're, you know, it's not going to be a death blow. But if, you know, there's a small company that's gone all in with Guitar Center and, like, that's where most of the revenue is coming from. Yeah, that could be a death blow. That could be really uh, hard to recover from. So Grant kind of clarifies, and I think that is an interesting point. Like he says, like, will on stage stand sell enough without Guitar mm. Center? Because that is definitely the kind of thing where you just go in and you're like, I'm here because I need a speaker stand or a keyboard stand or whatever. Sure. Just show me everything. Like, show me what you have, and you're just buying. But and are so those... that could be like a bigger issue for for those kinds of brands. You know, I, I guess like, cause that's the other thing is when I think about like the, you know, like a lot of the small, like the real small brands that we usually think of as small brands, um, they don't, they, they do a lot of like direct sales. Yeah. Um, but it's more like, yeah, it's more like, I guess, specialty niche products that are in there. So I could actually see like guitar center going under is probably going to do more damage to a brand like sure. Mm. Um, where people just run to the store and they're like, give me a mic or like, or like Samson. Well, I guess Samson is like a Sam Ash exclusive product, but like maybe like a Nady. Yeah. Maybe like those kinds of brands. Yeah. As far as like the, like music stands go, I have a feeling most of those are just kind of re, you know, branded OEM things like 
they're still going to sell them. Yeah. But then I, I think what you're saying is right as far as like, you know, things that people buy because they've got to run in there and get it. Like, oh, my church needs a replacement microphone. What do you have in Dynamics? Like, oh, SM57? Yeah, I'll just grab that. Like, right. I think that could, like, if people are jumping online and window shopping, they might spend more time picking something else than just grabbing what, you know, a Guitar Center clerk would be like, oh, here's what's on sale, you know? Well, there could also be some, like, like weird ramifications for multi-brand companies. Now, I know, like, Crate has already been shelved by whoever owns them. Is it yeah. St. Louis or Loud or whoever owns them? We figured that out now. last week, and that bummed me out that Crate is no more. Yeah, but, um, you know, so they're already gone, but... If they were still around, I could see like, um, like family brands like that, or actually maybe like a good example is like Supro, Pigtronics, like that whole family of brands. If Guitar Center goes down, they may have to refocus and be like, yeah, well, we can only like we're gonna have to focus like what's what's gonna what's more profitable is Pigtronics more profitable? Supro, Val, is it Valco part of that? I, yeah, again, no, I don't no, Val, who else part of that? Valco is is Eastwood. Valco's Eastwood. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and so with those, you know, I'm sure that there is some level of brand floating going on uh, where, you know, ah, we're only making 10% here, but we can cover that because we're making 30% over here. And when you average it out, we're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the companies that are really going to be hit hard if Guitar Center goes under are the companies making the plastic fruit shakers? I mean, where else are those oh going to sell? <laughs> yeah. Um, to add Pac's point, he says, you know, most decent local music shops have that stuff as well. Yeah, um, sure. But a lot of those I, music I shops can't, are shut down now because Guitar Center pushed them out. Right. I literally can't think, I guess, like, is Freedom Guitar still around? They are, I think. But I think that's one of those situations where... They own the building, and so they're just oh, going to be right. there until the owner dies or gives up or something like right. that. Right. So, I, I mean, my point is just like in San Diego, I guess we have Pitbull now. Oh, yeah. Pitbull's on, great. On the far, like, south end of the county, basically. It's way the far, um, way the heck out there. And it take, otherwise, took me like, 40 minutes to drive there. I can't think of any, like, local music shops um there's a couple around is, i mean is moonlight music still around music moonlight is still around but it, the ones that still exist like moonlight they function more as a place where lessons are happening than you know a place where you can actually go shop you know i last time right. I went to moonlight there was almost no inventory like there was oh weird very little there i know that there's uh some shops there's a shop in escondido uh there's little shops you know in the coastal communities like mission beach and stuff like that uh, there's that shop down off of, uh, over by sports arena. Was it? Oh, uh, Marks? yeah. Is it um, called Marks? Something Marks. like that. Yeah. I think it's Marks. I, um, but if, Mark? if guitar center did go down, it would leave a void in yeah. the market locally. And I think you could see a return to mom and pops. I think it would be a while until that would be a good thing. Cause it would just be opportunist kind of stuff. Yeah. It'd be like, and, oh, and I mean, here, here's, you know, a scant selection of strings and, you know, a bunch of old Ibanez Geos and stuff like that, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing is, is I guess, and I'm, you know, 
I, I guess I can think of other shops like in Mira Mesa, you know, down the street from you, you've got Music Central. I mean, that's a perfect example of a place that thrives on like band instrument and orchestra instrument. Right. Rentals, High rental. Um, yeah. And otherwise, they're not really like a, a instrument. Like the most expensive guitar in that shop is probably like $600. If that. And, and they have like if one that. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I took a peek in there, most of the instruments they had were ukuleles, which is, you know, fine. But, uh, you know, that's a that's a different market. And then I've got I'm sure they got a full back room of trumpets and marching instruments and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Any other topics we want to tackle, guys? I mean, I haven't been paying attention. You want our attention? Super chat does No, people have just... Oh, my gosh. Now it just sounds like you're begging for money. I'm just begging for money, guys. It costs $25 to get this to get this software working the way I wanted it to. <laughs> we could jump on the next ad. Oh you want to do God. that? Yeah, let's hit that next ad. It's not like uh, we have to you know, do topics forever. Here's a cool ad. This is... I labeled it Oddity from Ehrlich Burleson. Got a few pictures of this thing. It is bonkers. Do you have the, uh, oop, too far. Do you have the write-up for it? Here we go. It says, well, this is a new one. I have no idea who made this or why, but it's pretty cool. Kind of unorthodox, but versatile nonetheless. The damnest thing is that this guitar plays and sounds great, no matter how crude it may look. It has a fairly low action given its crudeness and a great full tone. To me, it has three equal uses. One, you can use it as a standard electric guitar since it's full scale. Two, it could be open-tuned and used as a lap steel guitar and played with a slide. Three, it's a great travel axe for the rocker on the go. The body is very small and similarly, similarly shaped as a St. Blues guitar and is thus pretty light. I doubt the whole guitar weighs more than six pounds. It's painted bright graffiti yellow and the red stripes are actually routed into the guitar. The body shows some signs of wear but overall looks super cool. The pickups sound amazing. They don't have any markings but I suspect them to be fairly high quality. The humbucker is super high output and crunchy. The neck pickup is crystal clear and super chimey. Let's address the elephant in the room. Yes, part of the electronic circuit is located on a crescent moon plate outside the body. I touched yes, up all the wiring and actually soldered it all in. The original creator of this guitar was not handy with a soldering iron, so some of the joints were just twisted together. Oh, blame it on the on the last guy. Uh, uh, don't take it, responsibility it's for all this. Solid and functional now and should last for decades to come. The electronics being on the outside does not seem to be causing any real issues, and it looks cool as hell. Super cyberpunk. It does not even have noise problem from the lack of shielding that I was suspecting when I first started working it. The controls are kill switch for each pickup, volume for the neck pickup, and master tone are on the crescent moon plate, and the volume for the bridge humbucker is mounted to the body. The neck was obviously bought aftermarket or taken from a different guitar and not made by the person who made the body and assembled the guitar. I'm not sure who made it, but it seems to be of great quality. It feels a lot like an Epiphone Les Paul neck that I've had in the past. Whoever built, uh, whoever built the guitar bolted the neck and glued it in. This so it is a, a Borton set neck combo. What? This means I couldn't shim the neck, although honestly it, it needs a mild shim so the action is slightly raised in the higher register, but not uncomfortably so. Whew. I have no clues to the origin of this guitar since all the info I've got... Uh, I've been deducing I dubbed thee the Electric Avenue, mostly because the color scheme reminds me of that Eddie Grant song. If anyone has any info on the guitar builder, I would be fascinated to know. 
As always, I cleaned it up, polished the finish, oiled the board, flushed the electronics, and changed the strings. Set the action as low as I could, selling as is due to the highly unusual nature of this guitar. Comes with no case or gig bag, but I pack all my guitars super tight and ensure every package for the full purchase amount. Have questions? Yeah, I got a lot of questions. Uh, shoot them to me. I am always looking for people to gear nerd out with. This guitar is perfect for someone who is looking for a guitar that is completely unique and original with a rich, mysterious story. This guitar is sure to be a great conversation starter. You will never see another one like it. I hope not. I want to see another one like it. <laughs> Do you promise I'll never see another one like it? <laughs> the flow... I mean, there's elements to this that are, you know, buck wild. The, the, the deep routes out of the body to do sort of like a Van Halen stripe is a trip. It looks like it's like a half inch deep but route then, like, some into of the wood. But it's just painted. Yeah, there's weird, like, and the, some of the paint is, like, bleeding and smudging everywhere. This, like, red stripe on a yellow body. And then the pickguard floating off the body. If you're listening to the audio podcast, go look at the pictures. This is indescribable. How do you describe this? It's, like, just a little banana of a pickguard. That is going, you know, this is basically it's like, like it's a, a hang nail. style. It's a miniature Les Paul body. Um, and so if you have the the lower arm and then the waist and then the low and then the rest of the body, um, this pit guard is, is attached to the lower uh, cutaway. And the, basically the controls are where the waist of the guitar is. But like floating below the waist. Yeah, the where guitar. your where your leg would go if it was, if you're sitting down. Yeah, you cannot play this guitar sitting down. Well, you could, but those controls would be digging into your leg. I wish we could see photos of how the wiring goes into the body and the back of this <laughs> thing and whatnot. Right. This is how much did he say he wanted for it? Um, this guitar is one hundred and ninety five dollars plus forty dollars shipping. I can't imagine myself parting with any money for this. I would I would take this as a charity case, but I wouldn't ever pay money for this. This is wow, really sad. I'm trying to figure out. Can you tell from the pictures that you have what's going on? Oh, I think I, I think I see which picture I need to be looking at. Do I need to zoom in on one? Um, yeah, picture three. Let's zoom in on this. Oh, Go three, over yeah. to where the con- the controls are on the body. Yeah, I think that's just where the holes were uh, normally, and then they uh, decided that no, the the body controls. Oh yeah, that's 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 Maybe, just there. Yeah, that was just know. the channel, and then they're like, "No, nah, well, ju- we're just gonna put these here after we carve out this like yeah, they actually road, road sign." I do like that that switch though. That's kind of a cool switch. Yeah, kind of a cool like lamp switch. It's funny that they he describes it as like these are kill switches, but really they're just on off switches. <laughs> like well, there's nothing. You know, anything is a kill switch if you're fast enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this isn't a volume knob; it's a kill knob. Oops. Anytime I want to like stop, I just roll this back to zero, and I've killed it. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a gradual kill, slow kill. 
a slow kill switch. Oh, this is my fast kill switch. There's my slow kill switch, and there's the uh, the slow uh, low pass filter. <laughs> That's my I slow. I'd be, I'd be low interested pass in this. I'd be. In, I'd pick this up if I saw it in a store. I'd be like, "What in the world's going on here?" You would touch it and you would play it in the store, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't buy it. Um, would you? No, I would not. I no, would not I would, buy it. I would not buy this guitar, and I would be mad at you, Steve, if you bought this guitar. I would I would scold you loudly and aggressively. I mean, I do a bunch of dumb stuff to guitars, but this is incredible. I like the channeling idea. Yeah, but the execution's all off. Yeah. Like if yeah. if you did the channeling in a um, I mean obviously in a cool way, then it would be cool. Uh even like with the like if you did like a channeled Van Halen striped guitar, that would be hot. Right. That would be hot. People would dig that. Uh, but this isn't it. They they didn't. They didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were trying for that. And the the paint extending onto the body, trying to complete the stripes, is hilarious. That's that's actually. I think that just makes it so much worse. Like yeah. Uh, Kevin Hernandez says, "Buy it to put it out of some misery." Yeah, this is uh, oh this gosh. is Yule log territory right here. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right, let's let's find another topic. You guys have anything? We could raid the Facebook group. We did make a Facebook post. If people don't have any topics for us, anything you guys want us to talk about? Might have to edit this out of the audio podcast. <laughs> Sean W says, pay me to take it away. What? I think a lot of people are saying like, you you know, I would only take this for free. No, that's how uh, I feel like about that. it. Like, like if, if a friend of a family member said, Hey, I have this guitar. Uh, do you want it? I'd be like, I'm going to take this from you just so you stop. Just so you can't anymore. You know, like just, just stop. <laughs> Uh, Dorky Dad asks, is there too much cheap gear these days? Oh, yeah, we were going to do an album review, too. Let's let's cover this Dorky Dad question, and then we'll move on to that. Do you think there's sure. too much cheap gear? Have we, um, have we hit... Take that out of there. Have we hit full saturation with the cheap stuff? I think there's a lot of cheap gear that's the same as all the other cheap gear. Yeah. It's like, do you, do you really need there to be another brand covering, you know, $170 Strat? I mean, there's plenty of that in the world. Like it's, oh, I wasn't even thinking. I mean, there's that too. I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, every finger enclosure sized import pedal is coming out of the same factory with a sure. different, sure. you know, a different logo on it. Not everyone, but turn, a lot of them are. And then in turn, you know, you got. Excuse me. You've got uh, companies that are uh, American companies that um, are doing the same thing. Oh, sure. They're like Amer- putting American brands and they're putting like premium graphics on these on these pedals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
jacking the price up like an extra why you know they're like they're not just the name of the company they're like their own graphic design whatever they're they're branded in a way that will actually be enticing to an american audience yeah and they're you know up in the price 20 bucks a unit or whatever but they're Mm -hmm. basically uh you know something from rowan or whatever yeah uh i mean so i I, I think that's a problem yeah um sonic cake hotone uh, I have deep. I, they're sending me stuff. Hotone and Sonic Cake are sending me some stuff for the affordable board, and yeah. uh, all my contact with them. They they both companies email within like the same hour of each other. <laughs> right. I've never seen pictures of it, but I've heard. I think it's like Mosky and um, I forget which other one, but basically, like I, it's either like Mosky and Rowan or like Mosky right. and K Line or something like. Every once in a while, you'll open one up, and uh, it'll have the PCB from the other brand, like because right, right. the PCBs are branded, yeah. even though like they're identical. They'll put like their own br- their own brand's logo on the PCB. Eventually, uh, sometimes with the, with the affordable and then stuff, sometimes they'll be switched. Eventually, with the affordable board stuff, I should open one of each brand that I have and yeah. take a look. Just do gut shot video for the affordable board. That could be interesting. Like, I don't know what I'd be looking for, but little things like that, like looking at what brand is labeled on the PCB, looking at, you know, solder quality, like just taking taking some high quality photos for people who, you know, are curious about that sort of stuff and want to figure out uh, which ones are built better. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's room for like some brand, some like mid tier, I'd say like. So I think like Tajima is an interesting competitor mm. to Squire. Like I, I find yeah. that interesting. Um, yeah. And I think there is maybe some room there, but you know, it's kind of you, everything needs to fit in this um, this space of either it being um, like super cheap or like at least I I think there is a minimum. And so like somebody mentioned Glary, like. I don't, I don't think there's, I don't feel like there's room for Glary. Uh, what was that Mahar? You had that Mahar. Like, why yeah. does that exist? Like, why does it exist? Well, the story with Glary, I forget who's telling me this. I'm going to drink some whiskey because I'm out of the wet stuff. Um, oh, the story with Glary that someone was telling me is that it's, it's a toy company. There's like this toy company uh, that decided to get into musical instruments, and so they had all these instruments built of all different like price points and qualities and stuff like that. And then they sold them for a little bit, and they're like, oh, we don't want to do this. And so now they just have warehouses that they're trying to clear out, and they just made them all kind of the same price. And so they're just clearing stuff out, and a lot of it's trash, and some of it's good. So yeah, it's a yeah. weird it's a weird situation with that. Like once they sell out of them, they're never going to make them anymore. But I think that's the problem with a lot of these. You know, it's almost like it's almost like they're doing the coming from the opposite approach because of course like one of the main places that they that they're going to cut um uh cut cut cuss is on the is on the cut cusps. Wow, cut costs. You know, is on the, is guys, on we the, got to cut cusps right now. The cusps are um, out of control. It's on, on the quality control side, right? And, uh, Jennings, and so get in here. Did, did you caught cuss yet? Get on it. Oh my gosh. Uh, is where, you know, you end up with like Firefly. Coffee is for cotters. You end up with Firefly. Uh, you know, they put out 
a bunch of guitars at 140 bucks. Yeah. And maybe you get one that's that's decent, and maybe you get one where the frets are the wrong length. Like without they had yeah. what the whole batch were like the frets not the, in the wrong, wrong positions or whatever the wrong spacing, <laughs> right? Um, and then now with that brand, you know, they're I think their next round of Les Pauls from Firefly are going to be like 180, 190 bucks. Yeah, and you're and probably not going to be able to buy them from Amazon. You have to buy them direct, which means no return policy, probably. Yeah, and so in turn, people are just saying like. Well, for 180, 190 bucks, I might as well just get the Harley Benton because if I have a problem with the Harley Benton, like presumably Toman's going to take care of me. Yo, totally. For 200 bucks, yeah. though, I got this sweet little baby. <laughs> Is that a set neck? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a set neck. Whoa. Yeah, you're going to have to watch the video tomorrow, but uh, it's built by ESP. It even says it on the case that I got. ESP. Wow. Yeah, it's from Japan, dude. Uh, we got a uh, we got a super chat we'll address, and then we'll move on to the album review. Uh, review some cheaper Chapmans and some slick G and Bs. What's a G and B? Guitars and basses. Oh. <laughs> some slick gravy slick. biscuits. Slick meaning the slick brand. Uh, I've been yeah. wanting to check out some of the slick stuff that's through. Uh, it's that sub brand of GHF, GFS. Yeah. Um, Earl Slick stuff. Um, I have done some videos on Chapman's. I don't know if I did the cheaper ones, but the ones I played at Toman were fun. I liked them. There was this white strap that I played that was a lot of fun. They're just not really terribly my style. Um, people always used to joke that if you're a YouTuber, then you get Chapman's for free. And so far, that hasn't been the case for me. <laughs> Rob's never hit me up. So maybe, uh, if you, uh, maybe if you review some Chapman's, you can get a hate video made about you. That'd be nice. I'd take some hate yeah. views. <laughs> does Chapman have Does Chapman have a base? I don't. I have no know. idea. I, I, aesthetically, they're really just not my style. Like the right. whole like infinity sign on the twelfth fret, and the kind of more like metal centered stuff. But the ones I played, they felt great. I liked them. The ones that were at Toman. So whatever. I mean, if people like them, they like them. You know. Yeah. Any more affordable guitar brand is going to have quality control drifting. Mm-hmm. They just are. Um, so I think, you know, because of... Have you noticed that, like, you, the UK guitar scene? People get very tied up in drama. <laughs> like, people get <laughs> very uh, intense about their guitar personalities when you are somewhere online that's uh, kind of centered around, uh, you know, uh, kind of the UK sort of side of this stuff. Right. You think that's what know. it is? I think it, I think it is a national personality sort of thing as far as like the way people you know think about this stuff like because people just don't get that insane about American brands and American you know like guitar personalities they're just like oh I think okay, it, there's a there's that guy I guess I think it's because uh, they don't have a constitution <laughs> it's freedom is the problem you're saying the problem Steve. is is they need more guns <laughs> I I'm slowly feeling myself like. Entering a truck and sunglasses coming down, and I'm about to start <laughs> start ranting about something. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, Let's talk I don't, about I don't, this album. I guess dude. I haven't I haven't really observed it that much, um, except for the guy who got mad that you didn't know who Trev Wilkinson was. I've got Wilkinson's bridge right here. That's yeah. all I need to know. I don't need to know That's... the man. 
I just know that uh, his heart his hardware is cool. Yeah. All right, let's talk about album review. Album. There, I put it up. Look at that. There we go. Very cool. Uh, So this is the um, March, or yeah, March nineteen sixty six album by the Monks. Um, I'm going to let you lead this because uh, I've listened to this album twice. uh, But today was the day I was going to make notes, and I ended up being on conference calls all day long. Well, Uh, Steve, I feel like. So I feel like I'm pretty familiar with the album. I just don't have any like specific notes. Sure. Except to say that throughout this album, like over and over again, I felt like um just with like the beats and everything that were happening, I just kept thinking like, oh, this this is uh these guys are ripping off they might be giants. And then I realized, oh wait, no, this album is like tw- came out 20 years before they might be giants. I would not be surprised if they might be giants listed these guys as a, uh, as an influence for sure. Um, so, uh, Steve was like, Hey Ryan, you, you picked something that you think I might not know. You have you, you had never heard of these guys or you'd never listened. Was um, this the first I think time I you? had seen them mentioned on some kind of like, you know, proto punk list. Right. But I've never listened to them before. Yeah, this is definitely where they live. This proto punk, like psychedelic kind of thing, and not like psychedelic, like Austin Powers spoof psychedelic. You know, pastel flowers and sitars and stuff like this. No, this is like the experimental stuff. This is you know, like electric jugs and banjos through phasers and stuff like that. Like that's what's going on with these guys. Um, I don't know if you looked up any history on them. I'm actually reading about this album right now. So this this band was made up of uh I think like two of the guys were ex uh GIs stationed in Germany. Yeah. That stayed there and they formed a band with uh some uh some German friends and they just kind of toured around Germany and recorded some singles and an album I think. I I actually was not I've been I've I heard it. I've heard every single track this on this. It's right. like 18, 19 tracks or something like that. Like, I've listened to all this. I'd never listened to it in order in the context of the album. I didn't realize there was an album. I assumed that they just had a collection of singles or something um, or, you know, EPs or whatever. I love these guys. I love this band. Yeah. I love everything um, about it. Um, so one just thing so is... weird and aggressive and unsettling, but also, like, up-tempo and happy somehow. Oh, the monks are great. Yeah, so they actually these guys started as a band while so four of them were in the in the military, I guess together. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, four um, of them were four of the five of them. There was five of them. I guess the drummer, uh, the original drummer, went, like this is a a previous version of their band, I guess. And yeah, then they stayed after the end. And so that was actually one of the things I thought was really interesting too is the idea that like these, especially this album. Um, is kind of like, um, I guess, like a protest album. <laughs> a, a bunch of it is, and a bunch of it is like, you listen to the lyrics, and I, I wrote a note basically being like, I wonder if this band had the mentality when they were writing songs like, we're writing songs in English, we're in Germany, we can do whatever we want because you know maybe the language barrier gives us license to get weird with this. I wonder if that was part of it because there's a lot of like a lot of themes and stuff in the music and a lot of ideas that are just, you know, like not at all like pop songs. 
Right. Like no, very, so, it's so, very punk. It is very punk. That was like one it. of the reviews on this album is that basically like that, I guess, is that's kind of their deal was all people like all their audience keyed in on was the music. Right. So no, they so they like could you say whatever to, they wanted. You listen to this music in a dance hall. And you're like, yeah. oh, this is fun, upbeat American rock and roll, you know? Like, uh, this is a this is a fun band. But if you're sitting there listening to the, the, the lyrics and you know English, you're like, what are these guys singing about? This is crazy. Um, I made the note that I want to hear uh, Complication in a Vietnam movie instead of, you know, Credence Clearwater Revival for the billionth time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, yeah. you know, that song just lays it out on the table. Like they're not pulling any punches. Like they're like literally saying, like, we don't want war. We don't like war. Like screw this war. You know? Yeah, it's it's. I I thought it was really fun. I really enjoyed listening to this album. Uh, I'm glad you you sent it. The one thing, like I I know it's like the '60s thing. I'm I'm not like a big. I'm kind of done with organs. <laughs> Just rip them all out. Steve's done with organs. Um, yeah. No more organs for me. What did you think of all the banjo work? I mean, there's lots of banjo on this. Like rhythm yeah, banjo. Yeah, no. I, I thought that was like a lot of fun. I thought the guitar work, the, fir- the guitar work, like the fuzzy, shreddy, yeah. not shreddy, but like just shredded sounding guitar um, was really... Uh, was really fun. Oh, this whole album is like a lot of fun to listen to. Oh, yeah. It's a ton of fun. Um, like, I, I, when I was listening to this, I I mean, listening to it today, like, because I've listened to these songs a million times each. Um, I was having the thought that if I had been part of our friend's band, uh, Adams and Eves, like, this is the direction right. I probably would have tried oh to push gosh. it whenever I had the chance. You would have been kicked out <laughs> yeah. after, after one week. <laughs> one practice. You're gone, there was only, only one person got creative control on that band. Oh, you shut up. That. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stating facts. I yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> Just because it's true doesn't mean it needs to be said. Uh what did you think of the song Cuckoo? Uh, which one is that? The I don't one know. That, if you don't remember it, then you don't remember it. You're not ready I to don't. talk about it. <laughs> Tell me about it, Ryan. Uh, it's the one that's about a cuckoo. It's a it to me it's a standout of you know an extra wacky song. So I was wondering if you had a hot take on it or anything like that. But no, I, like I said, I, I wasn't able to go back and take notes. Just kind of a bummer. Um, oh, the, I'm, I'm looking up the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. No, that's really that, wacky. And that's what I mean is like, these songs are just like, this is the kind of stuff that when you listen to like, like the, like dirty skate punk, from like the mid nineties where it's like, what is the point of this song? Like, yeah, it's just pointless. It's like, like there's that song um, they have. That's like from the point of view of the singer admiring another man's girlfriend and talking all about the guy's girlfriend and how great she looks. Yeah. And then like at a certain point in the song, he's like, wait a minute, that's my girlfriend that you're with. (laughs) <laughs> like what is happening in this song? Like what is this journey they're taking us on? Yeah, I'm trying to, wacky oh yeah, stuff. yeah, that's that's my girl. I remember that one yeah. too. I was like, <laughs> like you 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 hear like oh, 
here's a song from the 60s called That's My Girl, and you think you know what you're about to be in for, but yeah. no, it takes you on a weird journey. Like, it's different. <laughs> like, you think it's going to be like Mamas and Papas, like, That's My Girl. Like, it's not anything like that at all. <laughs> Craig Flowers just asked, Ryan, how do you get Cardboard Steve to move around like that? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, I actually, I, you know, going back to opening track, now that I'm looking through the lyrics, it's kind of like, like reminding me of some things. Uh, it cracked me up that the opening of the album is the guy going, my name's Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't joke around. They're like, hey, everyone, this is what you're in for. Let's get started. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you, have you looked up any pictures of these guys? I saw a few, but like not. Um, so, so I mean, like they just also look like, like in this in this time when this is going on is Beatlemania. Everyone's right. got, got mop tops and you know hair worship and everything. These guys did a full like monk shaved their head. Oh my gosh, donut ring yeah, sort the, of thing the for the whole band. The, the pictures I had seen of them are just like the the black shirt and bolo tie thing going on. I didn't realize. Um, what that they had monk haired themselves, yeah. and I don't think they ever put on you know like Friar Tuck outfits or anything like that. They just did the haircut, <laughs> so it's like they did the most inconvenient part of that concept <laughs> instead of like going all the way. I'm like, oh, let's shave the top of our heads. Oh, should we dress like monks too? Nah, that's nah. too that's too far. <laughs> Yeah, let's just uh, we'll just wear hats the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, they are just wacky dudes. I mean, how do you get so many dudes to be so wacky together, though? That's the greatest mystery of all of it. Ready to do the is next it, ad? Is it the race? No, I'm ready to do some housekeeping. Housekeeping. All right, yeah, let's we do got it. we got a lot actually. Um, we got a twenty five dollar bags. You got some bags. I got some bags. All right, I'll start but do I bottom. have stuff to put in them is the question. Oh. Um, uh, so I'll start at the $1 level. We got Taylor Negley. Thanks, Taylor Negley, for uh, supporting the show. Uh, $1 level, of course. Uh, you can support us at any level on Patreon. But we, you know, Patreon, we talked about this a while back, but Patreon said that we should get rid of the $1 level and make it like yes. a $5 level or whatever. And I'm like, screw no. those guys. Wrong. Wrong, Patreon wrong yeah uh at the five dollar level which is the um best uh the best friends level and we got a little uh pack of goodies for you guys mm -hmm. uh is ian no last name given uh tim rafa and stefan davies stefan davies i'm not sure uh at the ten dollar level which is going to get a little bit of funky merch ryan's got over there so tim at the 10 and who's the other one no the first one at the 10 is uh zach hale oh Tim and Stefan, Stefan are at the five dollar level. Along oh, with okay, those are five dollars. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna put stuff. I'm gonna give stuff to Zach. I don't have anything for the five dollars. You'll you'll give them stickers and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. I got that stuff. I've got a, uh, this roller of dry glide, dry and glide. Yeah. Uh, it's like a like a powdery stuff you put on your hands so you could shred extra fast. It is a guitar oh, product. And then of course one of these little <laughs> nine volt clips because I have a million of them. And um, I have a single pack of picks in here. 
they're kind of sad. It's just an advertisement to get custom picks. Oh, printed. those Grover almonds. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and with that, I'm out of useful merch for anyone. Oh, really? Because we got one at the $25 level. I know. My thought was, uh, let's send that guy. Let's get his address and his shirt size. Let's send him um, one of the Tuner Time shirts that I just released okay. on Teespring. Uh, I think I can do that because uh, it should be on Patreon. But that is a Pete Dimon- Dimonoski uh, at the tw- joining us at the twenty five dollar level. Thanks, Pete. Yeah. So we'll get his ad. You'll get me his address and his shirt size, and then I'll make that happen. Sure. Yeah. We'll do that. And uh, again, uh, check out the notes uh, f- to uh, the. Good talking, Steve. Woo. <laughs> That's some top quality um, talking from Mr. Check Steve Check out the there. show notes to, to find a link to our Patreon, patreon.com slash 60CycleHumcast. I can never remember that. I don't know why. I don't know why either. Um, this mic, everyone in the ch- in the chat and the live stream here is asking about this microphone. Um, I've got a big mic too, guys. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, I just this put is mine a, off This screen. is a Rode, uh, Rode NT USB. So if you're familiar with the uh, NT1, that's what this is. This is the USB version of that, basically. There you go. It's got some built-in knobs here. I've got a built-in knob here and there. All right. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Next ad? Yeah, let's hit this last ad. There we go. Look at this bad boy. This is labeled Taz because on the back there's a drawing. That's not Taz. That's Dizzy. From Tiny Toons. Oh, oh my gosh! What is this thing? <laughs> I just good saw. Okay, it is... our guess is that it was a very late night with large quantities of various strong intoxicant intoxic intoxicants consumed. Don't ask us. This is how we found it. It started out as a made in Japan electric of some sh- of some sort, maybe. Uh, Norma or Aria, and at some point someone got a little saw happy and art inspired and sliced it up and applied an off-white paint to the body part left intact. The dang Texas Chainsaw Massacre ain't got nothing on this. The pit card was then reattached to achieve maximum jankiness. Also worth mentioning is a light drawing of Taz uh, that appears on the back. No, it's not Taz. It's not Taz. Um, <laughs> Everyone uh, knows all that. This carnage, the neck is pretty untouched, minus the bit of that whitish paint near the neck joint. Some of the tuners were scavenged elsewhere, but all of them seemed to work. Just for the fun, we plugged it in, and after jiggling the cords, some signal came through. The pickup switches are gone, so I'm not sure which pickup we heard. The wires are rat's nest, with two pots coming through the pit guard. It's a mystery if the other two are under it. Are we asking too much for it? Of course. That's what make an offer is for. Please don't make us dismember this thing further and part it out. What's the fun in that? Now we ask, who among you is a daredevil? Uh, who among you is daredevil enough to approach this unholy project? If it's you, we may remove the neck from the body, thus killing it, and save a buck on shipping. Ridiculous. I'm so confused. So I mean, do, I, do you get the wings on this? If you buy this, does it come with the wings? I'm assuming they better include the wings. Why would they keep the wings? I don't know, because they're weird. (laughs) It's a a little bit of a shame, because this thing started out a pretty fun shape. And I don't know, if if the pit guard was... If there was a custom pit guard on it to accommodate 
the new body shape, I'd probably think it was fun too in a sort of like Devo-ish sort of way. Right. Well, that's the weird thing is you've got these wings that don't really, you know, do anything. They're just there. They're not attached. I mean, I guess you could like dowel it back on and glue it and whatever. Like if that's the thing is if they would have like dowled the wings back on. Right. It would kind of look like it would look really cool in like a funky firebird sort of way. If they had done the cut on the bottom horn parallel to the cut on the top. Yeah. And then you doweled it back together with like a center white block with the uh with the sunburst wings. I think that would be a pretty slick look. To have they a want big center they white want, stripe. What's that? To it to have a big center white stripe surrounded by sunburst. Oh, yeah. I think that would be yeah. kind of kind of nice looking. And with that pick guard? I mean, it's given me ideas, but not with this guitar. I mean, this thing is is, you know, it's starting out, it's not going to be a fun playing guitar. Because it's right. some sort of cheap, you know, awful Tysco variation or something like that. I mean, it could be a fun awful... guitar. It's just not a good playing guitar. No, it won't be good playing guitar. It won't be a modern player for sure. I will say um, there's parts of that pit guard that I admire as far as that tort. Yeah, I was going to say that's a, that's a like good that little tort. bit, That little bit right there, that little flare. I like that. Little swirls. I mean, the rest of it's a little bit too dark, but I like when Tort was more random, you know? It's all too even now. And I like how random and swirly a lot of the older Tort can be. This guitar is located in the Upper Peninsula. That's why it's being sold by Uptone, uh, Upper Peninsula, Michigan. And I feel like uh that kind of explains everything about this guitar as well finally we understand um, yeah uh 150 dollars uh what now they say make an offer what do you think the right offer is for this like 50 uh the correct offer for this is the value of the pickups right no i i mean i would agree with that 100 percent. i think that's the most interesting thing about this um i think i have one of those pickups it's a Tysco style pickup. Yeah. Yeah. I think you do. Did yeah. Grant send you one of those? No, I, he might've been the one to send that. I thought I got it in some sort of other deal though. It came with something. I can't remember what. Nice swallow. That's a premium swallow, Steve. I heard that. Oh, I, was, I guess I was a little close to the mic. That's fine. Sorry about matter. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do really like the pattern on this pick guard. I, I like that brown to yellow. This is like what I want to see out of a torque guard. Not that I know you were looking at what what's that brand? Fire, fire, dragon fire. Yeah, something like fire that. Fire dragon. It's not fire. Fire dragon. blast. You know, the guy who's making his own guards, and I always just feel like they're they're a little over the top. This is like what I want out of a classic. Right. I want tortoise. more of that light area swirled around in it, you know. Mm. The dark is fine, but yeah. I like that light stuff. I've even got a pick right in front of me, a fender pick that has what I'm talking about. Oh, there you go. That Look looks pretty that. good. It's a pretty pick. Go back to this. I don't know. I think this thing is done. Just sell the pickups, scrap the body. Maybe someone would buy the neck. Maybe someone, someone would, buy would buy the neck. Some of the hardware. You got to scrap this down to hardware because the body is not interesting yeah. anymore. They'd have a much easier time sell parting this out at this point. 
It's my, my final take. I would, agree, I would agree, unfortunately. All right. Um, we're not going to do... Um, oh, I accidentally asked you out. Sorry. How dare you? <laughs> we're not going to do a song this episode because we figured it would sound pretty awful over live stream. I think I'll still cut it into the audio podcast. So you want to tell us about what song will be on the audio podcast, Steve? Yeah, this song was sent by... Um, give me a second to pull it up. Sure. Excuse Steve um, while he pulls this up. The song was sent by Stuart Fear. He says, hey, guys, you asked me to resend my demo by email rather than Facebook. Good job. Uh, here's the blurb I sent on Facebook in all its glory or something. Hey, guys, I heard recently you're running low on songs at the end of your podcast. These are from an old band of mine called The Bare Bones, recorded in 2013 in some radio studios in the UK where I work. Because the studios weren't recording studios, we had, a, we had to, to adapt the studios, record all the parts, then put the studio back ready for a show all within eight hours. So the recording is really rushed. We couldn't mix it in the studio. So that was done in an office of a garbage collection company. Uh, we played a Gibson Les Paul studio or pro- possibly a Patrick Eggle New York standard into a Vox, a Squire vintage modified custom two into an SJB ant 32 by 12 Fender jazz bass into something. Oh, who cares? Some keyboards with were uh, yawn. Oh, and Brad Pitt was on drums or something. Hmm. All recorded into Pro Tools with the Digi 002 um, and an array of pretty tasty mics like an AKG C414, etc. Not the best demo given the kit we used, but the time we had was really limited and the mixing space was not palatial. Uh, pick whichever song you like best if you like any at all. Uh, thanks, guys. Love the beards. Uh, Stu. This is from Stu, the guy who plays the Squire. Uh, We're going to play the song Clash Videos.
Clue. 